What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our Water's Edge Sunday morning online worship experience. Once again, thank you so very much for tuning in, hanging out with us today. For those of you that continue to like and share these online worship experiences with your circle of influence, continue to do that. Thank you so very much for doing that. We have people tuning in and finding help in their walk with God and in their personal life from all over the place. Also, for those of you that continue to worship with us online through giving and generosity, maybe by meeting our new $10 challenge, thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. You allow us to help more people, love more people, feed more people, serve more people, and shelter more people. You allow us to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in our city and a visible expression of God's love to our community. So thank you so very much for doing that. Today we continue with our current series entitled Joy to the World. And the purpose of this series is this. In this series, I simply want to introduce you and I to joy. This is an introduction to joy and it's an introduction for all of us to have joy, real joy deep in our soul. And once we grab a hold of it, how can we hold on to it forever as an anchor for our soul? How life-changing would that be? Because we don't have to live, we don't have to feel, and we don't have to constantly conduct our life being negative and defeated and hooked on these emotional patterns of sadness. That is not what God wants for our life. That's not the way life is supposed to be. On the other hand, God does want us to have this in this life, and this is what it is. It's joy. God wants us to have joy. Now, it's important to remind you of getting something, and this is what it is, and notice this today. Happiness is the opposite of sadness, but joy is not the opposite of anything. Joy stands on its own, which means we can still have joy even when we're defeated. We can still have joy even when we're discouraged. We can still have joy even when we feel weak and we're struggling in this life. Happiness cannot coexist with loss, but joy can. Happiness cannot coexist with heartache, pain, discouragement, but joy can. Real joy that comes from God, it stands on its own. Luke chapter 2 verses 9 through 10. And this has been our key verse in this series as we approach the holiday season and Christmas time. As we think about and we, and we study about the birth of Jesus Christ, it says this, Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid. He said, for I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Good news that's great joy for all people. This was the Christmas announcement of the birth of Jesus Christ. God sent Jesus Christ here because he wants all of us to have joy. He wants all people to have real joy. And so because of that, remember this today. And let me remind you of our main idea. There does come a time in our life when God wants more of us. He wants more of our faith. And joy is when you stop keeping God away. He wants more of our compassion, more of our heart, more of our devotion, more of our discipleship, more of our mind, more of our thinking, and more of our life. God wants more of our life, and joy happens in our life when we stop pushing God away from us. And so there's this new thing that can happen every single day in our life. There's this amazing thing. There's this beautiful thing that can happen every single day in our life, and it gives us joy. And this is what it is, and remember this today. Again, let me remind you of this. Every single day in your routine life there's the potential to experience God's love and to help someone else experience God's love and for us that is joy the outward evidence the outward 
productive fruit of the fact that we love Jesus and we love people. The fact that the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit is taking control of our heart and we're the type of person that loves God and we love people. This is the evidence that we love God and love people and that we follow Jesus and that we have God's Spirit. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. That's found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Against such things there is no law or there is no argument. When you really love God and you really follow Jesus and you try to love people, this is the evidence that people can visibly see in your life. They see love, they see joy, they see peace, hope, kindness, goodness. But this is something that they can tell that we have, love and joy. Now the term longevity means this and notice this today it means that my life and my work and my service has a lasting impact if I say that the longevity of that of, of that a high-level athlete is very very rare or the longevity of that businesswoman is so rare but she had so much success because she was very smart this is what that means it means that their life and their work and their service has made a lasting uh, a lasting impact of success which means it has longevity and in a similar way I don't want my faith to start off big and then fizzle out I don't want my relationships I don't want my testimony I don't want my story I don't want my walk with God I don't want my relationship with Jesus to start off big and then fizzle out I don't want my belief that God can do something amazing in my life and through my life I don't want my belief that God can give me joy and I can help other people find joy to start off big and then fizzle out I want my love to make a lasting impact I want my faith to make a lasting impact I want my my work and I want my service. I want my compassion and my grace to make a lasting impact. I never knew my dad's dad, my papa Bork, but my dad used to tell me stories about him and about his love for God and about his faith in Jesus. My dad would tell me these stories about my papa Bork. He died when my dad was 18, so I never got to meet him, but my dad and his brothers would always tell these amazing stories of how much my papa loved people and loved Jesus. After I started preaching and I started to travel around and preach revivals, I can remember several years ago, I was preaching in several country churches and I remember I would preach a revival in Ragley, I would preach a revival in Sulphur, I would preach a revival in Shoe Peak, I would preach a revival in Lake Charles and it never failed. Many times after those services, people would approach me and they say, oh, Pastor Tony, we knew your Papa Bork, we knew your daddy and we knew his daddy, we knew your Papa Bork and he led me to Jesus and he loved Jesus and and we would worship with him and he would pray for us. And we always knew that he deeply loved people and he deeply loved God. I can't tell you how many people I've met through the years have told me that my Papa Bork's life, love and faith made an impact on their life and on their love and on their faith. What is that? That's longevity. That's a legacy. That's faith that makes a lasting impact. That's a big faith of joy. And that is what I want in my life. Now, let me just share my heart with you today about that. Most of us listening right now know what inner pain is. Young and old, we have experienced inner pain in our life. And it's extremely difficult to develop and focus on building a long-lasting faith with longevity that makes a lasting impact when you deal with that inner pain and you don't resolve it. And this is why. And notice this today. It's extremely difficult to trust people when you're dealing with inner pain and when we don't trust people we usually don't treat them with love we stay angry guarded sensitive isolated and cold now when someone anyone is in this place in their life they usually have a hard time expressing and showing and offering real love to other
other people. And so because of that, remember this today. There's no longevity or lasting impact by your faith when we relate to other people with pain, mistrust, and isolation. So what about you? What are you dealing with today? What has caused you inner pain and many times is causing you to not love other people properly or show other people Jesus in a proper way because you're dealing with so much inner pain. What's going on in your soul today? What's going on in your heart? Listen to this verse in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's very interesting that Matthew decides to use the word Messiah right here. The Gospel of Matthew was written primarily to Jewish people who had rejected their Jewish religion so they could follow Jesus. And as he refers to Jesus as the Messiah, that was his way of saying that you don't have to search anymore. You don't have to look for another Messiah anymore because Jesus is the Messiah. Your search for peace is over. We find that in Jesus. Your search for purpose is over. You find that in Jesus. Your search for for significance, your search for a reason to wake up and live, your search for something to feel that emptiness in your soul is over. We have found Jesus. Your search for joy is over because we have found Jesus. Now, let's make this a bit personal today and answer some questions. The first thing is this, and notice this today. What pain have you been trying to disguise or mask in your life? And we can do this in so many ways. We can do this with substances. We try to run away from our problems. We try to portray this hard outer shell. We try to run away through secrets and excuses and isolation and habits. What are you not talking about right now with other people? What pain are you dealing with? What internal pain are you not getting help with right now? And if you continue to cover it up, it's just going to exhaust you on the inside. And then when this happens, there's no longevity in that because you're holding on to your pain and you relate to other people in that pain and you don't properly show them love. What has happened to you? This is not joy. What has hurt you? This is not joy. Why do you assume the worst in other people? This is not joy. Another question is this, and notice this today. How has God been trying to reach out to you lately? How has he been trying to wait? Wake your heart up. In my life, in my relationship with Jesus, I've noticed that many times Jesus will use a few things in my life to wake my heart up, to cause my heart to reach out to Jesus because I need Jesus. And notice this today. Number one, he reaches out to me during my most difficult storms. Storms have a very unique way of waking your heart up. Storms have a very unique way of helping you realize that no matter what happens to you in this life, you have to hold on to Jesus because because many times you can lose so many things in this life, but Jesus will never walk away from you during your storms. Open up to God because he can use that storm to wake your heart up. The second thing is this. He reaches out to me when I feel weak. There's nothing weak about being honest about your struggles. There's nothing weak about being honest and admitting that I'm not okay. Many times there's nothing weak. It's strong to admit that I need forgiveness. And once you admit that you need forgiveness and you receive that forgiveness... That's when you receive the strength of God. So many times Jesus will reach out to us when we're weak, not to judge us, not, not to condemn us, not to shame us, but to offer us forgiveness so he can give us strength to lift us back up again. Sometimes understanding how much Jesus will always love you and how he will never let you go is the first step to receiving joy. Let me say that again. Sometimes understanding how much Jesus loves you and the fact that he will never let you go is the first step to 
receiving joy. And sometimes we have to choose joy. And choosing joy begins with choosing forgiveness. Choosing joy begins with choosing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. And many times we choose the fruit of the Spirit by choosing God's grace and God's forgiveness and the love of Jesus in our life. God loves you and the water's edge loves you. And so we exist to experience that joy together, but also to help share that joy with other people. And so because of that, let me share a few things that we value with you today. Number one, we value discipleship. We don't want to just turn people into attenders who come to church once a week. We want to teach people how to live in joy. We want to teach people how to love Jesus and follow Jesus. We want to teach people how to love properly, how to walk with God properly, how to forgive properly, and how to choose joy properly. Discipleship leads to peace, and when you have peace, that is joy. Also, number two, we value open doors. When we say that everyone is welcome, we mean that. Everyone is welcome. That's why we tell people, everyone, you belong here. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter how bad or how weak you think you are, you belong here. Our doors are open and we absolutely accept everyone with nothing up our sleeve, with no judgment. Welcome home. God is love and we love you too. Something else that we value is this, is we value worship. And when I say that, I don't just mean singing songs for 25 minutes. I mean coming to together each week in a beautiful weekly gathering and calling out to God together. This is joy coming together each week in a very beautiful weekly gathering and praying together. This is joy singing together, serving together, loving together, reaching out to people together. And this is joy. We value worship. But lastly, I want you to understand something is we value people and we value you and understand that the church is people and that the church loves all people and that this church is trying to help people and reach people and when we as a church value other people all people together and do something bigger together that is joy for the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness self-control you saw a video earlier just moments ago about our new building and the amazing ministry of love to our community that we're going to get to do through our new building. And this is something that we're all going to do together. And it can leave behind a lasting legacy, longevity, a legacy of faith and joy together. And so next week, you have to understand something. We're going to be taking up something called Merry Christmas Food Pantry, our vision offering. So not only are we doing this amazing new building together for our kids, for the food pantry, Pantry and for, uh, for ministry, a multi-purpose building as we shelter, as we help, as we hope, and as we love. But also next Sunday, we're taking up our vision offering, Merry Christmas Food Pantry. We want to see you in person. Bring some box goods, bring some canned goods, bring some jars of penny, uh, peanut butter, or maybe bring a $10 or $5 offering. If you can't make it, maybe text it in next Sunday for our vision offering so we can do ministry, so we can love people, so we can come together because God loves us and God gives us joy and when we come together we experience joy together but we don't want to keep it to ourselves we want to help all people experience joy Luke chapter 2 verses 9 through 10 suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them they were terrified but the angel reassured them don't be afraid he said I bring you good news that'll bring great joy 
for all people. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We cannot wait to see you next Sunday for future Sunday as we take up our vision offering. Merry Christmas Food Pantry. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We cannot wait to see you next week. Have a great week. We love you all.